to what? It's the part documentary, part competition podcast. And I'm the husband. My name's Ellie Main. And I have every week with me, Chelsea Harfouche. I nailed that. You did. All the words are in the right order. Hence me, Chelsea. And now I sing my intro because I'm taking Christina Aguilera's master class. Oh, and it's working, baby. And it's working. God, when after Christina Aguilera is done teaching me how to sing and Tony Hawk teaches me how to do an ollie, it's fucking over for you, hoes. Oh, my God. And also there's a gymnast, Simone Biles, will teach me how to do it three backflips and it does not matter that I'm 30. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. She's like three backflips. Is that in the, in the small print? Yeah, it, is, it literally says asterisk. It doesn't matter that you're doesn't 30. doesn't matter that you're 30. Yeah, it's fine. Jesse, would you do me the honor of introducing our guest? Oh yeah, I would love to introduce our guest. So our guest is the incomparable, mm. indomitable, Ooh. always on. Ah. Always on time? Oh no. yeah. It's Max <laughs> It's Max Kruem. Don't you love it when people butcher your last name? You know, most people don't have a hard time with it, especially people that have known me for so many years. But actually, I love that. Um, My name is Max Kremke, and I am a beautiful, sensual rancher. (laughs) And uh, do a little TikToking on the side, if you know what I mean. I said that maybe you were getting too big for your britches in terms of people knowing how to say your name and I wanted to take you down a peg. It just really feels great to be noticed. (laughs) Well, just don't. Yeah. I mean, just never forget, you know, good girls don't say. Good girls don't say. Ellie. Yeah. Kiss or hiss. Okay. Oh, we're going straight in. Kiss or hiss. (gasps) Redline. Oh, that's got to be a kiss. Got to be a big kiss on Redline. Yeah. The three of us just watched Redline together. And so we're coming out of that energy. If you know what that means, then you know what it means. If you know, you know. Redline, under, without saying that it's a movie, it does sound like it could be a drug. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Coming so out of it Redline. Is, it is an animated movie. It is wonderful. It is hyper. It is beautiful. Um, and it's a big kiss for me. It's, it's a, a big old kiss. kiss. It's a smack right on the cheek. Max, kiss or hiss, owls. Ooh, definite kiss. I used to have an owl whenever I was growing up that was right outside of my window. And we uh-huh. had kind of a magical connection. Did you give him a name? No. What color was he? Great. <laughs> Are you making this up? No, 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 no. It was it was on a tree outside of my window. I just didn't really. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't Look give it, it a name or give it a lot of looks. And I have very bad memory. I was outside there, and I was like, "Wow." She never actually saw an owl outside of his window. He just somehow knew that there was an owl there. Ooh, Max. I come on to podcast and I make up seeing owls as a child. <laughs> I just want people to think I'm interesting, damn it. Well, if you've never listened to this podcast before, two friends present each other with a topic in the efforts to be the most hilarious and interesting and win points as such, such as. Yeah, Max is subbing in for me this week. And so Max, you better fucking bring it. Max is playing team wildcard. Got an extremely boring topic. I don't believe you. I feel it's, like it's pretty boring. <laughs> But I'm very excited about it. I don't feel it. like you understood the email. <laughs> I understood what this was. I just like talking about it. Okay. Well, that is the criteria that we always give. So <laughs> before we give each other the titles of our topic, I have five fun fast facts. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, we got to do it together. <coughs> yeah, like you guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. Ready? Five fun fast Factors. Number one, hunting unicorns is legal in Michigan. Why? Apparently the Lake Superior State University in Michigan offers a unicorn hunting license. And the chief herald of the unicorn hunters was once quoted saying, the pursuit of the unicorn is a lonely quest. 
Is so, it because you won't find one? There's <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Or is it because they got all of them? There probably oh. weren't that many. Fact number two. After losing a drunken poker bet in 2009, a New Zealand man had his name legally changed to Full Metal Havoc more sexy and intelligent than Spock and all the superheroes combined with Frost Nova. What? It no. took five years, but the name was finally approved by the government and all 99 characters of his new name are on his passport. Well, that's what I was going to say is that the strangest thing about that to me is that I know that you have to go before a judge when you want to change your name and like, quote unquote, kind of give a reason, which is usually like, I got married. I lost a bit. And I'm <laughs> trying to imagine a judge being like, yeah, okay. Fact number three, when high-heeled shoes first came into fashion in the 10th century, they were intended for men. And it wasn't until the 18th century that women wore high heels. I knew this one because also pink, whenever it was used in fashion the first time, it was a predominantly masculine thing and light blue was the feminine one. Fact number four, the blob of toothpaste on your toothbrush has a name and it's called a nerdle. What? I feel like what, uh, what, how a you nerdle. N-E-R-D-L-E? That's correct. And here's the last one and this is for you, Max. Mm-hmm. Cows moo in regional accents. Excuse me? In small populations such as herds, you would encounter identifiable dialectical variations which are most affected by the immediate peer group. How do your cows sound? I can see that. Well, right now, they have been very pissed off ever since it froze. Sure. Because there's not a lot of grass, so we have to give them hay all the time. But then our tractor broke, so we've been having to push the gigantic bales of hay out by ourselves. Oh, that sounds miserable. Yeah, I I accidentally did CrossFit, and I hate it. It's terrible. All the cows around uh, the yard, because we can't move the hay very All far, the they make a sound that I would yard. describe as uh, this. Wow. And they do it to my face mm. whenever they see me outside because they're screaming at me to give them hay. Whenever they're having a normal time of it, um, it's more just like. Just so you know that they are moving in a Bastrop accent. I like that. That's very yeah. fun. I feel like, I don't know if you have this experience with cheese ball, but I feel like Mamba's meow has changed over time. And it feels like it's like a response to like what he thinks he will get a response out of. Cause like he'll now do this really sort of like weird croaky meow of like, and I'm like, why? (laughs) It like sounds so pathetic. And I think the first time he did it, I like absolutely like freaked out and fawned over and was like, Oh my God, what's your and then he was like oh okay so this works so now he's always oh. just like she- my favorite thing is when i will go to the cupboard to get give cheese ball her food uh-huh. she looks at me dead in the eyes and does a full face scream like she puts <laughs> everything into it as she runs from that cupboard where she was stalking me to her bowl she's looking at me the entire time <laughs> Full face screaming at me. And I love it. So I will feed her more often. Yeah. Well, look, she's she's got some qualities. She's a beautiful, she, yeah. beautiful angel. She would survive a New York f- fall. All right? Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> what, what would she survive? A New York fall. New York fall. And I don't know if that's an autumn or if it's like a, a defenestration. Or, but yeah, <laughs> my friend, my friend Patrick Matthews told me that if a cat falls from like the fourteenth story, it survives. But if it falls from like the third story, it dies because they like wingsuit their little bodies. And Cheeseball has the biggest skin wingsuit of any. This cat. sounds like exactly like the kind of thing that Patrick Matthews would make up to fuck with you. <laughs> it does, and also, and also, if they did have that data, how did they get it? Yeah, are they just throwing but cats? All I know is that Cheeseball would survive. In no, New York I do fall. know she would survive, but it's just through like she comes with her own like like insulation. Yeah, like her own like foam. She padding. comes with her own deal with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> 
So my title, the title of my topic is Mr. Buonarroti's Secret Science. Mr. Buonarroti's Secret Science. Is it about making pasta? No. Oh, damn it. You're in the right region. Is it about rice roti? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just riffing. I was just riffing. <laughs> say one more time the... Mr. Buonarroti's Secret Science. I may be butchering the Italian. I probably am. It's Italian. Mm. I just gave you that. Is it about curing meat? No. Is it, it food related? No. Fuck. It's for both of you. I really wanted to dig into oh, so it's about fucking. Th- that's oh, it. Yes. In you which got case. it. That's it. <laughs> Here we go. We all, it's, it's happening. It's, wait, is, it a, is it a secret lair? Caves. In a way. Oh, shit. Like a man-made cave. A pool? Bunker? No. Surviving the zip. A very, very posh man-made cave. All right, well, we're just going to have to find out. Okay. Um, Beef cellar. <laughs> It's no. not the secret food. science of beef selling. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm focusing. He's I'm fixating. stuck in a moment, I'm and that stuck. moment is food. Well, Max, what's the title of your topic? The title of my beautiful topic is something weird is going on with the internet. Something God weird is going on with the internet. <laughs> oh, uh, is it about like DDoS attacks? No. Fine. Is it about what was that thing? Net neutrality. <gasps> uh oh. <gasps> Ring-a-ding-ding. It's definitely part of it. And that's, that's about parlor? Adjacent. No. It's not topical. Is it about corporations stealing our freedom? Oh! <laughs> Is it about Elon Musk saying that he'll create space surfs that go to Mars? For free, but it he has really to work for him. It should have been, but I mean, that guy is that guy has got. Well, now a lot he's got of... COVID nineteen, and he's bringing it right to my door. He's <laughs> he's moving his new fancy factory right we, down the street. Well, you know that we hate when we have to talk about Elon Musk. Yeah, that's. I can't believe I've talked about Elon Musk is almost like a uh, recurring like <laughs> segment <laughs> on the show. Oh no! Like the the uh, the Elon of it all is really fun because it's just like he basically set he's setting up shop in East Austin on the east part of Austin. Oh goody! Uh, like right on the way to my oh, house. So that's to gonna be him. lots of fun. Yeah, we need more people like him in our that's town. Great. I'm gonna have Grimes somewhere. <laughs> I'm You're gonna... going to Grimes somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to have Grimes somewhere, <laughs> and I sh- was gonna say like show up somewhere or hang out somewhere, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm still on Grimes. On Grimes' train. She's starting to feel pretty complicit. Yeah. But somewhere he's going to grind. But she's going to be around and I want to be like, hey, what's up? I want to be really drunk at like Barbarella and see Grimes in like the, the line for the bathroom <laughs> and then just scream at her. Just be like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> right. You're so much better You can do something different. <laughs> yeah. And then it just turns out it's just some random EDM, uh, EDM <laughs> raver who showed up. It was like, I'm not Grimes, goddammit. You're like, please, I gave her the what for. Please leave me alone, lady. <laughs> I don't know Elon. Okay, so we've got net neutrality and we've got- um, it's sort of. It's, secret it's beef close. sellers. It's not beef sellers at all. I think we figured it out. So who wants to go first? The reason that I chose this topic was because I know that Chelsea did art history. I did. Max is a artist. Yes. 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 And so talented. I'm going to tell a little story about an old ass artist by the name of Michelangelo Buonarroti. Because that was his full name. Is that Michael? Is that like the Michelangelo? Okay. Okay. I've never by his name. name. Like Cher. Yeah. Not well. Anyway, so 
the first things that we really hear about Michelangelo in terms of what I'm going to talk about was when he began dissecting corpses that he stole from church graveyards. Oh, yeah. Good. Yum. That's where the polymath that we all know and love, Mr. Michelangelo, began his journey. But I want to talk about something specific within the works that he did in the Sistine Chapel. Speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> You go, girl. Tell us more. I'm ready. You know what? Good girls do say. This is an active listening that I'm uncomfortable with. But but I appreciate it. Between the years of 1508 and 1512, he painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome. We talked a little bit before about how much he hated doing that to the point that he wrote poetry about how much he hated it. Yeah. And he also put in the secrets. Well, he put in the secrets. Yeah. Yes, he did. The secret science. That oh he God. put in the Sistine Chapel. Max, you cracked it. Oh! Let me open it Sorry. up for you. Let me just like, you've peeked in. You've opened the door a crack. You've looked in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me take you through the room. Holy shit. Uh-oh. Known by his first name to the world over as the singular artistic genius, a sculptor, painter, architect, and poet of the high renaissance. Born in the Republic of Florence. I always thought that Chelsea would do very well in the renaissance. Oh, in the Renaissance? Yeah, I feel like if we is got an because opportunity... Of my, is it because of my... Because your boobs? Because of my boobs. Because of your, my big titties? Is that what it is? I is just, that why? I just is think that... that the, is that what you think about? Uh, what do you think about me? You're reducing well, her to that? Well, p- firstly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I mean in terms of like the point of the world where like poetry and science and everything was exploding. I oh, feel thanks. like... Yeah. Whenever people tried... Aww, Whenever people it. tried and like, you but know, I hate trying. figured things, found <laughs> no, things out. That would have been cool. Okay, so his his artistic versatility was of such high order that he's often considered a contender for the sort of like the archetypal Renaissance man. Along with his rival, we all know him as also a Florentine, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh yeah, those two turtles. Yeah, those two. <gasps> they turtles. were from the Turtle Show, I and mean, Leonardo da Vinci show. did the big old "I'm in the man in the circle, here's my nuts" yes. thing, but mm-hmm. Michelangelo did the. I'm the the guy on the statue. I'm that Big has, David. Yeah, I have I have a penis and I'm putting my hand on yes, my shoulder. Yes, the Big we David. We were watching Animal Crossing stream and they had a Big David statue, and then we were like, "Oh, that looks like Max in terms of the proportion of one thing to another thing." I love that. I think we all know where I'm going with it. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're talking like traps to pecs. Yeah, traps to pecs. <laughs> yeah, it's a likeness. It looks extremely like me. In every single way. Yeah. And uh, also in the downstairs way. Yeah. Um, I actually um, had a lot of surgery to have it look like that. So yeah. I actually like did that. that myself. Yeah. I did. And I did it myself. Saved a buck. A Minecraft has come off the rails immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I can just direct her back on yeah, for a please. second. Please do. This was a fun time when church and science were really not friends. Yeah. Mm. And obviously everyone had to be, everyone loved church back then. Everyone loved church. Gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. Back Gotta then. be involved in it, especially in Italy. Hello, Rome, <laughs> the Vatican City right there. Yeah. You oh, can't be like. cheese buying everything. Yeah, exactly. But in fact, Michelangelo, unlike Leonardo da Vinci, concealed that he was an, autonom- uh, an anatomist from many people by destroying almost all of his sketches and notes. Okay. But five- Were, were they all wrong? <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> They weren't wrong. Was it like the guy that put the dinosaur head on the wrong side? <laughs> He's embarrassed. 500 years after he drew them, his hidden anatomical illustrations have been found painted within the frescoes of the Sistine Chapel. To cleverly conceal them from the eyes of Pope Julius II, who commissioned the whole thing, and countless religious worshippers, historians, art lovers of the centuries, using the body of God and the story of Genesis. 
So the painted area of the Sistine Chapel, which is in the Vatican City in Rome, if you've gone, it's actually the number one place in Europe for pickpocketing because everyone's staring at the ceiling. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Michelangelo painted well over 5,000 square feet of frescoes along and above this chapel. It's pretty wild. There's all these different scenes from Genesis about the creation of the world and the story of Jesus, which actually he argued to do. So Pope Julius II had seen the statue of David. It was finished about four years before he was commissioned to do the Sistine Chapel. Pope Julius II had gone to Florence and seen the statue of David and been like, whoa. This guy can sculpt. You know what I'm going to get him to do? Make my tomb. Oh, nice. So he calls him up and he's like, "Hey, fair shit. <laughs> come build, come build my tomb." And he's Should like, we "Well, that? I kind of prefer sculpting there. So like, mm, mm. can I put sculptures in it?" And he's like, "I guess." And then he was like, "Great, I'll do it." But then they got into loads of fights about it, and then the work had to be stopped. Basically, the guy was like, "I'm not building my tomb anymore. Like, I'm upset." But that's also <laughs> pretty common for whenever you're getting your tomb designed. I've been getting mine designed lately. Oh it's, yeah, it's, there's just, just it's very contentious. You just can't find the high profile artist. It's, you know, just, well, it's just so difficult because they want to do their own thing, and you're like, "This is where I'm going to be encased in marble. And right. That's all I want." Well, it's like <laughs> one thing to have it like hanging on your wall in your house. It's another thing to like be entombed in it for eternity. You yeah. want it to be exactly right. I want it. I want me <laughs> right. to look like Crash Bandicoot, and yeah. they won't do it. The cowards it, won't do it. I want mine to look like Redline. I want it to be that car. Oh wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. I like that. It's actually really good. Pope Julius II is like, I'm not building my tomb anymore, and my friend is like, Fine, I'm gonna go back to Florence. Ugh, I don't like you. And this way he went, and then Julius II came back and was like, Look will you paint this chapel for me? Because my whole thing is like rebuilding a lot of the Vatican city and making everything pretty. And you made the great statue of David and everyone thinks you're great. So please, can you come and paint my chapel? Please, please, pretty please. Just do it. Just do it. And Michelangelo was like, this a big room. And originally all Pope Julius II wanted was to have like pictures of the 12 disciples around the room. And so then when Michelangelo got in there and started like, you know, dreaming. Yeah, he dreamt mm-hmm. on it. Sort of dreaming on it. He was like, what if actually we have these giant frescoes and the whole ceiling is painted and we do the creation of man and we do Genesis and it's going to be amazing. And so then obviously the Pope's like, great. Everyone's going to think I'm great. Yeah. Because you want to paint the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, he's like, uh, can I take credit for it? Yeah. Oh, then yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yes, we should do that. Would have been funny if he really just was like, hey, let's just pick a really obscure book of the Bible and then we're going to do that one to completion in the biggest fresco ever. Time to do Song of Songs, the sex book. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Song of Songs. So for Michelangelo, the project was enough of a distraction from the major marble sculptures that he'd been working on before and a good enough offer that he was like, fine, I'll paint your chapel. And it took him four years to do it. But because of spiritualism versus the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. he decided to hide a lot of science and anatomy within these biblical frescoes to make a statement against the Catholic Church because this was a time when Copernicus had just theorized that the earth revolved around the sun and everyone was like, wow. I'm trying to say that we aren't the center of the universe. We talked a little bit about that in one of the topics that we did last year. And basically it was the birth of modern science and that was a huge threat to religion and the Catholic Church. And so spiritualism was this idea that like people can find God not just through the church and through the very hierarchical Catholic Church, but they can find God through many other things. And one of those things can be science. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, that no. sounds that sounds like you can't monetize that. And for me, no, that's thanks. not going to work out. Well, if and I that's can why they it, I don't like want to know it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So in 1990, 
Physician Frank Meshberger published a paper in the Journal of American Medical Association deciphering some of Michelangelo's imagery within the studying recognition that the depiction in God Creating Adam, which we all know is the famous fingers touching yeah, fingers. hands, touching oh, hands. fingies. That, Touch my finger immediately. Just like, <laughs> oh. The figure of God in that painting is sitting in a perfect perfect anatomical illustration of the human brain as a cross-section i knew this the, one i knew the, that one that's the only one i knew though <laughs> the, the flowing reddish brown cloak behind god and the angels is the exact same shape as a human brain and researchers have even been able to pick out certain parts like the vertebral artery which is represented by an angel right behind god with a green scarf and the pituitary gland within this brain mm-hmm. and so he used these frescoes to suggests that God was endowing Adam not only with life, but with human intelligence in order to explore science and explore the body and anatomy and everything that was happening at the time. But a more popular theory suggests that Michelangelo painted the brain in a covert protest of the church rejection of science. And how dare he? But he was like sneaky about it. So Mm. the Pope couldn't get upset. Pope too stupid. (laughs) Gotta don't wake up. It's no secret that Michelangelo's relationship with the Catholic Church became massively strained. He was a pretty simple man, but grew to detest the opulence and the corruption that he saw by working every day on the Sistine Chapel. I I don't know. Can you check that? It does not seem like the Catholic (laughs) Church was very uptight back then. I think they were pretty chill. I think it seemed pretty cool. Like, like, yeah, come on. In two places within that masterpiece, Michelangelo painted himself both... uh, as like different portraits, like self-portraits within different figures in the frescoes. And both of them were depicted himself in absolute torture. (laughs) He gave his own face to St. Bartholomew's body, who was martyred by being skinned alive, and to the severed head of Holofernes, who was seduced and beheaded by Judith in one of the frescoes. So he painted his own face onto tortured people within these frescoes. Now that's extra. (laughs) That's the kind of extra I love to hear. You're getting getting paid. You can calm it down a little bit. Oh, that's never stopped us. No, yeah, that's never stopped us. (laughs) Then there's a panel called The Separation of Light from Darkness. And other researchers have found more uh, anatomical structures hiding within that. So leading up the center of, of God's chest and forming his throat, the researchers have found a precise depiction of the human spinal cord up to the brainstem that's hidden within the colors and the shapes. Like the figure of God is kind of like leaning back. And at first his neck looked kind of like really bumpy and like not like a person's neck which mm-hmm. is kind of strange for someone who's like the best painter or sculptor artist it. of the time he's good at it yeah and but if you look really closely at that image it's sort of like it looks like a photo of the human brain from below so the lines of god's neck trace precisely the features of the human brain for, like looking kind of through the skull which is quite a bit like you have like eye sockets and like the throat and then the spinal cord it's quite strange See, what I love about that is like, or like this like level of trolling is like, <laughs> if he had just written, like found a way to like hide in like, you know, like in like Lion King style, like sex, fuck you. Yeah. Like suck it, Michelangelo. They probably would have found that at least like within a few years. But what he did was like, he was like, oh, this is a thing that you don't care to know about. So I'm going to like play the long game and like, you're not going to find it. But yeah. I know someday. Yeah, so then, he's going to talk about what, it on a podcast. And, and then I know what, what are, that is. And then what are you going to do? Erase it? I don't not, think not so. my life. They've also found 
loads of different kidney shapes and like the idea with of like kind of looking in, into a dissected kidney as a cross section and Michael Atchelow actually suffered from kidney stones and kidney disease in his life so he was kind of obsessed with the kidneys so they appear more than once within people's robes kind of what people are sitting in there's one that's really clever where a man is reclining and there are these two kind of green robes that billow around him that look like both kidneys that he's like sitting in the middle of which is pretty cool I love to sit in the middle of kidneys <laughs> yeah I've been trying to I've been trying to find some big old kidneys for me to sit on lately oh, big old kidneys <laughs> obviously the big problem with spiritualism and the, and the reason that he felt differently from the church was that the idea was that you could communicate directly with Jesus and you didn't need the hierarch- hierarchical system of priests up to the Pope and so whoa, whoa, whoa. going into the Pope's house that he was like hey build like paint my wall and then painting in <laughs> your objections to like his entire job and existence <laughs> his whole fucking thing is kind of amazing i also do like that personification of uh of god and basically being like pretty girls don't ask questions <laughs> humans just shh, just listen and he'll, and he'll tell you everything it's like well I, well wait if he made all of this and don't get to learn about it no 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 yeah it's not for you so Pope that's Paul the Fourth. <laughs> that's for Daddy. A few popes on. Pope Paul the Fourth asked him to paint the Last Judgment, which was like over one of the big, like, like big walls at the back of the Sistine Chapel, and that was really like a direct spiritualism commentary. Like the, if you look at the way that the piece flows and what it's essentially saying is that like God and Jesus can reach everyone around them. And there is like no depiction of like the Pope or a church <laughs> in any of that. Yeah. And so Pope Paul IV suspended Michelangelo's pension and had fig leaves painted over all the nudes in every single fresco. At this point, guys, the power went out. And so we had to do the rest of the podcast with different microphones. Sorry about that. All of these like findings within these paintings have been found by like people who are like neuroscientists or study brain or study the brain stem or kidneys. And so there could there is a bit of like, could this just be kind of like the Michelangelo Rorschach test of like, are we are we seeing what we want to see because we wanna find out more about this person? But it seems like with within his context of the church, within his context of spiritualism and his beginning of cutting up bodies when he was 17 years old, I would love to think that he decided to hide messages inside of his most famous paintings ever to, as you said, troll the guy who gave him the job. <laughs> Will you school me immediately? I am so ready to school because I've got... Score, a, baby. I'm ready to score. And school. And school. You know Max loves to come here to score. I'm coming here to... Hot brads. <laughs> that's all I'm about, baby. I think that that story was worth, God, just like a hundred bucks. Like, so good. That's not how we do that. No, but I mean, like, when okay. I think of, like, I mean, like, that was, like, a million-dollar story. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and when I want to give that points, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and, like, assign points to it, I'm, like, for a story of that caliber, I would say two points. Wow. Or two points, I wasn't done. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's two, you fucked up. <laughs> See you later. Get out. <laughs> Two points for wearing the shirt I got you for Christmas. Thank Aww. you. Two points, shit. Another seven points for research. Thank you. I am going to take one point away because you were being a hater. And you were like, well, one of it was just because I was looking for a kidney. Sure. Yeah, and you said it just like that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, but God. then um, three points for uh, being you know, supportive of my new singing career. So, two so, of those were so, about so you. Um, <laughs> you can't prove that. Okay. Just out of ten? 
No, no it's, it's just like out of whatever. Kind of whatever we want it to be. So that's <laughs> eleven. Eleven for me. Oh wow. I will take that. That's a solid. Yeah, that's yeah, a solid that's 11. good. That's a solid eleven. Max, take us away on your boring tale. My very boring story is um, that um, the dark dystopian cyberpunk nightmare that everybody's been worried about happening with the internet actually happened a few years back, but it's so boring that nobody even noticed it. Net neutrality. If you aren't familiar with net neutrality, basically the entire idea was that internet companies have to treat all traffic on the internet equally. And if you can change that, you can offer faster highways. So like, for instance, Netflix could be like, I want everybody that's on Spectrum to be able to uh, always access our content and we'll pay a little bit extra for Spectrum to do that. Mm -hmm. Or the internet companies could also, the idea was that they could charge for like a cable style for like, do you want the Netflix access? Do you want the Facebook access? But that's uh, a little the streaming like, bundle, the social right. media bundle. These little add-ons that's like, what if your Twitter was so fast? They're doing a little bit of that, but that's a little bit too blatant and on the nose um, because it's, it would piss everybody off. The way that they've done it is almost entirely in secret because the other fun fact about that one is that I think it was the end of 2017, whenever this happened, the FCC uh, ended the, the net neutrality program. From that point onward, I was trying very hard to get actual, very clear and very specific figures on what the current count is for broadband access, like for everywhere in America. And it's very difficult because now there are so many different ways where you can pay for internet that's not really broadband. They can say that people have access to broadband who don't have access to broadband. How many people in Texas, how, how much of Texas percentage-wise do y'all think has broadband access? Meaning 25 megabytes per second more. That's what quantifies broadband? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, there's uh, like 2 million people in the Austin metro. There's like, I don't know, I think 4 or 5 million people in the DFW metro. We clearly have enough people who would vote for Ted Cruz that are not in the city. Hey, Google. So, What's the population of Texas? In 2019, the population of Texas was 28,995,881. Okay. That's 29 Um, I would say... 60%. You are, yeah, it's it's basically, you <gasps> are very much. That's, that's, that's not even two thirds. Yes, that was the thing is, oh, uh, wait, I have the actual number. It is. Can I see, can I kind of guess at what sort of like this, like the overarching thing, but like, can I re-guess the topic now that we're yeah. a little bit into it? Yeah. Is it that people like talk about net neutrality in terms of like, oh, like, geez, what if I couldn't get my Netflix as fast? But like, that's still like inherently kind of like a privileged way to look at it because now we've realized that the internet is a public utility. And when you think about it in terms of being a utility, like you wouldn't accept only, you wouldn't accept less than two thirds of Texas not having access to water. Or thank power. you. Thank you. That's kind of my, that was like, kind I of see. like my like closing idea argument. But okay, actually, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump. Oh, no, 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 no. I just I, want to make sure I understood what we were no, talking about. No, that's 100% it. Because the internet a public right yes well the problem no, is is that they can't do school if they don't have internet right true. now well y'all hold on okay sorry, sorry. i'm yes. sorry we're smart okay so what would be right. an example of like a fake access to broadband whenever i moved out to the ranch we had a two-year-long process of trying to get decent internet out there because the ranch owner was paying didn't you tell them that the ranch owner died well that was very she was very old and sick we were planning on it, it turns <laughs> out i this that was for the satellite internet that i'm talking about now that okay. basically they make they lock you into a very bad contract and I was going to tell them that she had died and then I found out that it was in my name and I could not call them and tell them that I have died. So 
that was... I mean, you could try. <laughs> I think you did a lot of... Ex- but, yeah, so basically whenever I moved out there, it was... Um, Patty was paying $200 for DSL internet and oh a phone line. For one megabyte DSL. And that was in about um, 2017. That's the thing is that that's very normal in rural areas because, especially for older people, the only line that they have is a DSL line. And if you're out away from a like neighborhood... They're like, we're not ever running line to you, bitch. They're like, <laughs> right. we will never take it over to you. Like, the companies are like, what do yeah, I care? It's not cost effective. Yeah. And for many ways, it doesn't make a lot of sense because the whole, uh, whenever Google started doing the Google Fiber and all of that stuff, it was basically like, oh my gosh, we're all going to have really fast internet. But that's only if you live close to another place. We live in cities. And it's funny <laughs> because you would wonder, what does it actually cost to get cable at a remote property. And I've heard it's very expensive. Well, the funny thing is that I actually <laughs> had a personal story to tell about oh this <laughs> because I was messing around on a on a Shocking. Tuesday night and I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send a cute little email to the largest head of one of the major, uh, like the parent company of one of the ISPs to the direct CEO I went to CEOemails.com, and I sent him a little letter, and I was definitely doing the, I know I'm a poor person, Hi. and I want you to help me, but I was doing the, like, a little bit of the, like, thank you, sir, I love you, I love your product, but I can't have it here, and my whole point for messaging was that it's a, pro- it's a problem that's very easily solved. Right. You used to have to run cable everywhere. We tried to do that. They said no. Um, so I sent a beautiful email um, to this uh, to this gentleman, and I basically was just like, hey, um, I would really like to see fixed wireless out in rural areas because it's a very cost-effective way to get people on, and I haven't been able to get a decent internet connection, so I would love if you would make that a part of your rural plan. Then I immediately got an email back that was like, the executive response team is... Oh my gosh, that cheese. I'm just a little baby. Just a little baby in the podcast. Anyway, go ahead. I was not expecting a response. I accidentally got one and I got way too much of one. <laughs> what do you mean you accidentally got one? You sent a message to someone. I didn't think that anything was going to happen. And unfortunately, they also didn't quite understand. They thought I was upset about something, but I was saying, can you please do this? You were giving them a your rad idea. This <laughs> does sound very lame now. But you know what? When you're on a ranch, sometimes you get a little bit bored. They ended up sending three different people out and then like multiple heads of different of different aspects of their like executive response team. They ended up sending a poor spectrum worker out to my house to do a survey, which I already knew that I would not be able to afford the cable on there, but I did learn how much it was. How much? It was going to cost around seventeen thousand just for getting the wire to the house. There was also they would have to install seventeen thousand dollars. Yes, because we're half a mile off of the highway, and they would have to also jump the highway because the access point was on the other side of the highway. They'd have to dig under a literal highway, and then they'd and have they to. They would charge you for that. Yes. Interesting. And then basically, the other thing is that they'd have to install a node, which is the same thing that powers an that entire block. Fake. I think they were fucking with you. (laughs) I love the idea. No, the guy was so Uh, upset. We're going to put a note for this one, dude. The guy was very upset um, but uh, because he was like, I don't know why they're making me do this, but they said it's like of paramount importance. And I I'm like, I am so sorry that I messaged the CEO of your parent company. (laughs) Leave me alone. Um, (laughs) Don't come to my house. 
house. Don't come to my house. Please stop. Don't talk to me. The VP of Texas, whatever, gave me a call personally to make sure I was happy with how I'd been treated. And I was like, yes, I wasn't even mad. I just wanted some internet. Just, hey, how about some internet out here? But here's... Send up the troops. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I just, I don't need, I was just, this is for every, I didn't want it just for me, I wanted it for everybody. So, uh, yeah, so it's 65.6% of Texas households have adopted broadband. And also, by the way, you will absolutely love every single article written on this topic is at not at any point, um, including the idea that um, basically these telecom companies operate in a monopoly in most areas. They like, I'll take this area, you take that area. Oh, yeah. Like, they all have the way that they kind of split everything up. It was up. wild to me when Google Fiber was rolling out in Austin and it was like, uh-uh-uh, you live on this street, none for you. Well, Google you Fiber was a shaming exercise. Yeah. Google, oh, I also could have been a Sorry. No, what do you mean? No, Google us. Fiber was born out of a shaming exercise. It was not supposed to be an actual uh, ISP. The whole point was that Google was fed up with how all these other companies that because Google relies on everybody to have internet access to have their market share search, have everything yeah, yeah. To search stuff and over YouTube and all the other billions of companies that they have but oh, the yeah, thing was is that the ISPs the gateway to all of their business were having really really slow pathetic speeds. So they introduced the idea of fiber because infrastructure-wise, they have the ability to, all of these ISPs have the ability to give you like vastly faster service if you yeah. are on a fiber connection. They just weren't because they were like, well, who cares if they get like above 25 then that's what it is. Oh. And so the and, and so oh, yeah. Like, so we have fuck you money. Yes. And so we can. What are you going to do? Call the public ver public utilities office? There's not one. This isn't treated as a public utility. So <laughs> Google Fiber was started as a shaming Damn. exercise. It was only supposed to be in certain cities, and it's. And they I, made those creepy little rooms where you can go downtown, and they're like, oh, "Are you going to get you anything?" Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what? <laughs> Internet. Well, but that's <laughs> is why. This a spa. They're basically doing that to make the competition consider doing things like what they're doing with this, which is the uh, like like having a zero dollar option where you can have free access to the internet because that's the other problem. Also, I don't know if y'all have had this experience lately, but I feel like whenever I moved away, it was like three or four years ago. I knew what my, I paid for my internet back then, which was I think like a hundred or two hundred megabytes per second. I think I paid like sixty or seventy with Grande, um, and yeah. I, everybody that I talked to, Grande, and I think everybody yeah. now that I talk to is paying. Around 90 to 100, is that kind of what y'all are at? I don't think we have Prande. We have someone else. And we are paying um, like 50, 60, but I don't, I don't know how fast. I don't know. Connor handles those things. I'm just a lady. <laughs> a lady never chooses the we, internet. <laughs> when we were living in the apartment, we had Jugalphoba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, and that was 75 a month. Yeah. And then I think. And think here we have Flectrum, and it's much more than that. Yeah, because oh. basically the other thing is that because there's a lack of competition, prices are going up for everybody. But in rural areas, it's especially bad. There's a lot of darkness, not a shadow, <laughs> a lot of darkness, dark forces. Now, there's a lot of like um, dark spots where it's really hard to tell what the data is actually showing. Ajit Pai, who was the same guy who killed net neutrality quietly oh, whenever everybody guy. didn't talk. I hate him. Um, he also was trying to reclassify broadband to basically make it less than 25 megabytes per second so that and so that he could say that more people had access to it. In my area, by the, uh, the, the different initiatives that I've looked at, it says even though my stuff, even though the companies that service my area 
Yeah. Tell me. How many companies service your area? So many every day Ooh. of the week. I love having companies Sorry, service my area. And when I don't get serviced, and when and when my area is not serviced, I fucking call the CEO. <laughs> I speak to the fucking manager. Um, <laughs> but the funny thing is that only one or two of the companies in my area yeah. are providers. And if I call them and I say, would you, can you please help me out? Can you please service me? Service me so hard. And then they say, they can literally just say, no, eat shit. And that's it. Wow. Because there's nowhere, there's nowhere to go. So I, what we had to do for a while was get very creative with like, that's the thing is that in these rural areas, a lot of what they're classifying as broadband is nightmarishly dystopian and horrible already because my favorite one was um, SchmoozeNet. Their thing was insane. Basically, $90 per month, and that was 25 megabyte speed. The first 30 gigs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then after that, on. they throttle you down to 1 to 3 megabytes per oh, second. Shit. My other favorite thing with that, with, with SchmoozeBlet, was that they um, automatically run video that you are trying to get sent to your house, your Netflix, your YouTube, yeah, everything. They run it through their servers and downgrade it to a 480 stream. <gasps> and they said on their website that this is DVD quality. And they also told so you, they told you, like they literally say, reconsider HD. You might think that you want it, but you don't have, it takes up a lot of your data tokens. They're literally that's doing They're literally doing this shit already. And that company is there used to be like eight satellite companies. Now there's just two. That one is the one that you've seen the ads for. It's crazy. And the other thing is breaking that contract, good fucking luck. Oh yeah. They said even I was reading things online where it was saying, um, even if you like even if the person died, because a lot of their people are boomers who yeah. die, um, they which, you know, happens to us all sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> um, but basically, they would have tr- problems with the relatives being like, you cannot charge for any more. This person does not exist anymore. They're not or using somewhere the internet. Else. In England, there's British Telecom, which was privatized in the 80s. But before that, it was like, you know, the public service internet. Yeah. And in, in where my parents live, it is so slow like less than a megabyte that mm-hmm. they had they get better internet by buying a 4g sim like from a phone and using that as their internet hub can i talk about that for a second because that's an even more wild one it used to be totally possible to get unlimited uh truly unlimited uh like those little hot spots yeah they oh, stopped those. doing that and now it basically unless you have an older one or a plan that was grandfathered in a lot of them we do the same thing where it's like they start you off for a good amount of time. They oh, run yeah. you there. And then, or the one that I actually had, which was 100 gigs, $100 per month, which was insane because now I have to be, do you know how much you spend gig-wise per day? No, you don't. Nobody pays attention to it. No. I had to become. Unless you're my dad, and then you do very much. <laughs> I literally had to, like, nanny my husband and be like, um, you watched a you full thing of him. HBO today? Oh, yeah. We're having to shut off the internet for the last three years of the Yes. Life. When I was, home, I was all home and I was like, I want to show you guys Hamilton because I hadn't seen it. And they just came on Disney Plus and I had a membership to Disney Plus. And my dad was like, I don't know if I have enough internet for that. And I was like, what do you mean? Yes. What do those words mean? And then, it's, and then yeah. I learned that it's 20 pounds per 80 gigs. You could, but like, you're allowed to top it up at any time during the month. 
But if you had a fixed amount, then you can't top it up. This so idea of topping it off it makes no sense because it does not yeah. put a significant amount of traffic on the network for most things if they have an unlimited access. The only reason why they do it is because they can. And oh, yeah. the thing is, is that it's a huge problem because the it's other... Like the corporations are bad. <laughs> I know. It's a real bummer, you guys. The I'm only, sorry. The only reason I have even an iota of understanding of how much data I use is because I stay with a certain um, phone provider and we'll just call them, I don't know, print. And like the yeah. reason that I stay with them, even though they don't have the same service level as some of my friends who are on like, I don't know, Horizon... Um, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's what gonna, be able, no to gonna be able to get these. it is because I got my phone back when it was unlimited data and they don't I don't think they offer it anymore. I know that like other ones like they offered it and now they don't offer it anymore. Print, I still have completely unlimited data and they're not allowed to charge me so I've been grandfathered in but so what they do instead is they send me and it's very funny and someday I'll try to remember to get a screenshot we can put it on you know social media or whatever yeah they send me these like little like weird sad like old grandma texts where they're like hey I just wanted to give you a heads up that you've used 75 gigs of data and it's <laughs> only the first week of your cycle and we're just like so concerned and I'm like shut up print I know you have all of you the gigs know, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, like, first of all, you don't know anything about my cycle. First, and second of all, I don't know anything about my cycle because I've had an IUD for two years. It could be at any time. It and could then be third anywhere. of all, don't tell me but third of all, I'm like, I know you guys have unlimited data, and I know that I have unlimited, and I know it doesn't fucking matter. It's a lie, like money. It's all a lie. And you're gonna send me a weird message that's like, hey, I know we can't legally like charge you for more data, but I just like wish you would stop. My closing part on basically all of this, which I'm very happy that I was like, either everybody's gonna be interested in talking about her. I just going to want to talk about it. The other really, really crazy point that I kind of want to end on this with is that because you can treat traffic differently now, that means you can, this is not confirmed by anything. This is basically because you can treat traffic differently. Netflix would work, but HBO wouldn't and Hulu wouldn't. And I don't know if that's just because of their apps, but it was with all of our computers and everything. And I just have kind of a weird suspicion about any of that. Not going to get any of that. The big thing is that it's going to be very difficult to measure people's access to it because now that data throttling and data caps are there um, and because it's not really on the top of anybody's list, even though it's extre extremely incredibly important, yeah. it's just so boring to talk about blips and bloops and datas, like the data download speeds. But the thing is, is that hopefully it'll get a little bit more interesting. I don't know how. Maybe Elon Musk can make a, put a sexy car on it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I want to start off by giving you 10 points because I think that the idea of the of like bringing up the internet and access to the internet being a public right is really interesting and like not really talked about so much because companies are like, hey, guess what? We have lobbies and we can make the government do what we want. It's almost as if capitalism is giving less choice to the people. I know. Isn't that Also, by the way, choice was going to be the thing that you got from and capitalism. And yeah. If there's anything that the year of our Lord 2020 taught us is that we sometimes need the internet to stay connected to other people and not lose our minds. Mm -hmm. Can I take a point away from Ellie for uh, trying to imply that 2020 uh, was a year of lessons for us? No, that's not... I'm fucking with you. I'm going to take off five points. Oh, no. From what? From a, the ten oh, that you yeah. just gave? Ten to five. I don't Oh, my that. God. Because the oh. companies like Flectrum and Google 
and all the other ones that we've spoken about make me really mad. They're fantastic. They're it's fantastic like someone, companies, and it, I love their products and their services. It's like and, bottled water. You know, you know what I mean. Like no. it's free. It grows here. It the water grows here. I should be able to drink grow. it for free. Um, Think about it. I'm going to give you three more points for your ranch story that you accidentally upset the CEO of a major company and yeah. created a bit of a, a shit stop for yourself. Good. That is very good. I'm going to give you three more points. <gasps> Holy shit! For no. So soon into series two, stepping into the role of the guest who plays for the wildcard team. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It- it means a lot. I feel like I, I told a lot. I shared my story. And I shared my yeah. truth. And if I could, Max, I would give you a point for every time you said the phrase, service my area. But as <laughs> yeah. Moesha taught us, yes. mm. almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't count. And with that, you guys, we are, I believe, I'll check the math, but I believe that we're tied on 11 for this first episode. Oh, doing math. my God, she set it up like that. Now we have to fight, don't we? Yeah, if you want to fight, you and I can fight in the hot tub. <gasps> I think no. Hot tub fight. Wait. Hot tub fight. Does that mean I? Does that mean I? Hit, I hit you. you I was know. gonna hit Ellie. Oh. oh, you know it's a kissing fight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yum. And yeah. With that, we're gonna end our show. Kissing oh. booth three, kissing fight. Kissing booth three, kissing fight. Kiss, kiss. Yum Good yum. Night. <laughs> kiss on, kiss on. What nation? Do it. Please stop calling them White Nation. <laughs> Max, where on TikTok can people find you? Oh my gosh, you can find me on TikTok at Max J Cookie because the other one took Max Cookie. Oh, and then nice. on uh, Instagram at Max J Cookie, because same thing, it's yeah. a software. And then on Twitter at Max Cookie. Oh, just Max get Cookie. Cookie. I post infrequently because I just do it whenever I feel like it. Chelsea, yeah. yeah. so where can people find you? People can find me. At Chelsea Harfouche, wherever internets are sold, except TikTok, which I realized afterwards, because I changed, I think you can still search Chelsea Harfouche and find me, but I remember that, like, I noticed that, like, all the, like, cool kids on TikTok were not using their name, and then I was like, oh, no, this is a, this is a holdover from, like, when, uh, you know, we were doing social media for, like, a company where you have to do social media, so I was like, okay, well, if I can make my name anything, what would I make it, and I made it, and I'm very proud of it, thought leader, but it's like, T-H-O-T. Oh, that is very good. I like that. So that's where you can find her on TikTok. And you can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and Ellie Maney on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Redbubble, and that's it. Our Patreon is uh, Those Two Girls. And you can find our website at thosetwogirls.club where you can contact us if you want us to say something fun. Uh, And if you go, if you... uh, if you sign up for our Patreon, then you can listen to us recording live on Sunday nights, and it's tons of fun, and you can be there. Right now, we have Connor with us. Connor, You can hear secrets. You can hear secrets that Only will not be secrets. in the edited episode, because we say some silly things sometimes that Ellie cuts out. Ellie, Ellie, cut out. Cut Thank out. you so much for joining us on this episode of What? And we hope that you come back next week, and in the meantime, I don't know, maybe we'll go learn something. Alright, do, do a special singing edition for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what it's gonna do is I'm gonna say keep it loose. Okay. I'm gonna sing keep it loose. You're gonna sing keep it tight. Okay. And then we're both gonna sing say your prayers at night. Ready? Perfect. Okay. And keep it loose. Keep it tight. And say, say your prayers at night. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) We love you. Thank you. Bye.